So often, we leave ourselves behind in the pursuit of this world. The acknowledgement, acceptance, and love of our true core self is rarely present, but it is the order of the day. Hi, my name is Asia, but you can call me Mawaya. And Mawaya stands for meet you where you are. And in this space, I want you to be able to look at yourself without fear, without hate, and without judgment. Transform the inside so as to transform your outside. Let's get it in. Hey tribe, how you doing? It's your host Mawaya. If you're new here, welcome to Soul Inhibited Podcast, where we just try to get into the nitty gritty of things. Let's discuss the nuances of life and our journey and where do we go from there. So today is kind of a little bit of a somber podcast um, episode um, just because I want to touch on the things that are happening around us with these shootings and you know road rage and people just losing their shit and what is going on y'all you know you know and I, I this is the feel empowered podcast so i'm gonna do my best to give some words of wisdom but there you know when we talk about solutions you know, there we, we we need to have like an honest dialogue, right? We need to really look honestly at where we are and we need to know, have some idea of where we want to go. Where, what are we doing here? What is happening? You know, I find myself asking that often when, when looking at the state of the world, the things that we do to each other, the things that we do to the environment, the things that we do to ourselves. It's like, what is happening right now? Like, what is happening? <laughs> and the way my brain works is one, not only trying to find solutions to things, um, but also like, I'm analyzing, I'm like watching, I'm looking for the wisdom, I'm trying to fi- make it make sense. And some people may, you know, everybody's different. So some people may say that there is no way to make this make sense. It's insanity. It's craziness, it's people going off the deep end. What is there to be done about this, you know? Maybe there isn't a solution. Maybe it's one of those things that humanity has run its course. But who wants to hear that? That's very bleak. And, you know, you can't work with that. That's, to me, that is a sense of giving up. So the only other option, at least in my mind, is to dive into it and really see what's happening and try to see if there's a high level perspective that we can bring into this conversation. So, as we know, there's been a few mass shootings happening in like the last week or so, um, where, I mean, obviously we all know what a mass shooting is, especially if you live in the US. Um, you know, these things are not new to us. And that, and I think just that idea is what I want to touch on. Is like this is not new to us. This is something that we've been dealing with for a long time, and the same thing keeps happening. Where we send our thoughts and prayers, 
We have a conversation about gun control. We have a conversation about mental health. We have a conversation about racism. We have a conversation about gender. We have a conversation about video games. And still nothing changes. Nothing changes. We still have these mass shootings. We still have these mass acts of violence. So what is really happening? If we like to, so one thing that I like to do when I'm trying to, you know, look at these big picture phenomenons is try to see if there's a parallel on a micro level. So let's take the buffalo sugar, for example. This was clearly a racially motivated attack. Take a, a white guy who purposely goes into a black area, a black shopping center, and kills 10 people, 10 random people, and avoids a white person, which just came out. So, from his perspective, he feels that he needs to murder black people. Due to, and I'm just now gonna make different assumptions, different arguments that I've seen and heard. Um, one, he could have been thinking that he, his population is being erased. He could feel like, um, Maybe a black person did him wrong way back when. He hates the culture. He has some type of jealousy, underlying jealousy of black people that he can't quite put his finger on. And thus they're an enemy. They're an, we're an attack on his identity of some sort. And the only way to eradicate that threat on his identity as a white man is to murder them. Is to com commit a sick act of, act of violence. So when we look at ourselves on a personal level, when we have personally felt attacked, even though in reality that might not have been the reality Say you have this person in front of you that you just do not like. Or even more so personal, there's a, a part of yourself that you don't like about yourself that is contradicting to your main personality, your main way of being. It's a threat to who you are. It's gonna sabotage your goals, your efforts. It's a part of you. Black people are part of the human collective Black people in America are American citizens doing just what they can to survive in this capitalistic <laughs> hellscape. <laughs> so part of you is a threat to another part of yourself. And what most people do to that side of themselves, they try to eradicate it. They try to dis not deny it. They try to hide it. They try to kill it off by being the extreme opposite of it. 
by denying it any type of light, understanding, appreciation for what is. They try to get rid of that part of themselves. And then of course it gets externalized to other people, to groups of people, to nations of people, and magnified and magnified and magnified. But it starts with a small, it starts with a part of yourself that you hate and never gave a chance. So how do we deal with that on a microscopic level? What would spiritual teachings teach us? What would your religious teachings teach you on how to deal with that internal struggle? One, it would tell you to put your light of consciousness on it, to see that part of yourself, just to see it. Not trying to change it, not trying to bring it into yourself as part of you, but only to witness it, to acknowledge its presence. All right, so black people are here. We're here. We've been here. We've been here before uh, white people came over. Then uh, a good number of us was brought over through our slavery. But at the end of the day, that was in the 1600s um, and before. So we've been here just as long as any other person has been here on this continent, on this piece of land. So we need to first acknowledge that black people are here. I'm not trying to change black people, not trying to change us, not trying to change the culture, only put in conscious awareness that they, we are here. And people who have a problem with that should really breathe that in. And put that into something that is out of your control because I don't know what his end goal was, but his act is not gonna wipe out black people. That's impossible. So he just put a Band-Aid on his internal pain. So that's the first step on any internal struggle is to accept the fact that that thing that you do not like is there. Then the next step usually is, that is taught is to make space for it, to try to understand it. Again, not trying to change it. You may have a very uncomfortable emotion inside your body, but the next step isn't to try to change it. It's to make space for it and try to understand it. Understand why it's there understand why it's expressing itself the way it is maybe it is a threat to you but maybe it's not but you got to give it the space to understand it to even find out really why it's there so on a bigger scale why are black people here well i just gave you two reasons one we've already been here and two we were brought over during slavery Or some people traveled here, obviously, of their own free will from, um, from other countries. So, why are we here? The first two is out of our control, black people's control. One, us being already being here, which is born and we're here. 
and then two, being brought over via the slave trade. Both are out of our control. So can't blame black people for that. You can blame white people if you want to have a blame. If you, there needs to be somebody to blame is if you see this as a problem. White people's ancestors brought black people over here if they weren't already born here. All right, so you can't you can't blame anybody. You're not trying to change it at this point. You have to accept that black people are here. And then you have to accept that we were here out of no choice of our own. But we are here. So now we have to understand why this expression, this internal expression of emotion or behavior is the way it is. And that you need to start asking the question, why? Why, why, why? So you have anger inside of you. Well, why are you angry? Well, I'm angry because somebody hurt me. Well, why did that make you angry? That made me angry because I deserve to be treated better. Well, why is it so bad that they treated you this way? Because that tells me that this world is unsafe. Well, why do you interpret the world as unsafe if somebody treats you that way? Well, because I feel like the world should be this way. Well, why do you feel like the world should be any type of way? Because, and then you get into where you're trying to control things that are outside of your control. And that why questionnaire list can go in any direction. That's just one example. There's so many different answers and responses and directions you can go with just asking yourself why. So why are, why is our culture, why is black people's culture the way it is? And you cannot separate the past from that. You cannot separate experiences that black people have had on a collective level from the past. Even though ultimately we would like to move beyond the past. Ultimately, we would like to be future oriented that will be the ideal situation. So say this white man killed all these black people because he's he hates the culture. Well, why is black culture the way it is? Because it didn't happen in a vacuum. It didn't happen without the support and the preservation, I guess, for the lack of a better word that can come to my mind right now, without the preservation of white people, black culture didn't just come to be. So when you're looking at it at a micro level, the emotion that you don't like or the behavior that you don't like didn't just happen and appear out of nowhere. It happened as a series of causes and effects that your dominant personality actually had a lot to do with. Because when you bulldoze and you try to hide and shame a part of yourself, it fuels that part of yourself. It doesn't make it go away. It actually makes it stronger in its stance. 
it anchors itself in that identity that that is who it is and it's going to keep being the way it is it's ten toes down inside of you and it grows because you keep wanting to hide it and shame it and not acknowledge it and eradicate it from yourself that doesn't work it doesn't work like that so you can't shame hide or eradicate black people it doesn't work that way the next step in dealing with a part of yourself that you do not like that you feel like is sabotaging you that you feel like is the death of you is to allow it to express itself fully allowing that emotion to express itself fully when you when you're angry if you try to bottle it up it comes bursting out of the scene in places that you would regret so you channel that anger into something that is productive that still allows it to express itself fully without harm so through art is a big way through your music through painting through talking it out through journaling through screaming through you know having a punching bag having a, a car that you can just kind of beat up on there's healthy ways of letting that thing that you hate about yourself express itself so that it is able to fully manifest itself all and then dissipate so allowing black people to be in their full expression allowing them to fully express themselves without having to be something that they are not that we are not allowing black people the space to be It's so sad, and I know I'm just using this one shooting as the example because, again, it's not all these things don't happen just because of race, but this is the one that I can fully communicate this micro to macro parallel to see if there's a way to heal this dynamic. This, this is just a theory, right? It's very sad because black people overall are very forgiving, loving, religious people or spiritual people. But that gets thrown into our shadow. We don't get a chance to be seen as that, even though if you will really just look at history, the things that have been done to black people we would have every right to take this whole thing over, right? But we don't. Because we're forgiving and we just want to live our lives just like any other human being. There's nothing phenomenal about wanting to, to just live your life as a human being. Everybody fundamentally wants that. And it's such a weird life to have to live when you have to go out into the world and your mere existence 
threatens somebody, triggers somebody, angers somebody to violence. When all that person needed to do was to see you, make space for you, breathe that in, and go about their day. So it's just kind of crazy, but this is the way that I want to try to see if there's a solution. Like, I personally believe, and you, you have to accept the premise that things that happen on a micro level is first happening, or things that happen on a macro level is first happening on a micro level inside of ourselves. The war inside of ourselves is manifested outward so we can see it and we can do something about it. If we're not willing to feel it inside, at least we can see it and inspire action that way. So, to take it off of that particular incident, let's take it at a higher view level. We are taking our frustrations on each other We are using our own lack of fulfillment as a way, as an excuse and justification of why we should hate each other. When we are not each other's enemy, we all want the same things. We are all human first. And that should be our baseline on looking at any of these incidences not even on the victim side, but even on the perpetrator side, because we have to understand that person too. Now, some people may say, why would we need to give any type of understanding to a monster that would kill people and murder them for no reason? And my response to that is, if we want solutions, that's what we must do. We must understand that side. There is no solutions on ignoring that side and demonizing and putting it, locking it, locking it away or killing it off. Because there's going to be somebody else that falls into that vacuum and does the same thing. So we must understand what is happening. Put our emotions aside. Put our anger aside. And try to understand. And if everybody did that, it will be a much safer place. This is the work. We must try to understand each other. If we, we have to live with each other. This is meet you where you are. At the end of the day, we all live amongst each other. There's no change in that. There's nothing that we can do about that. We have to live together. There's nothing we can do about that, y'all. No matter how much you hate your neighbor, you can't force them to move. You can't force them to leave. Because if that person leaves, there's just going to be somebody else that comes into its space. 
Now, whether you like it or not, there are going to be people around you that are different from you, that have different beliefs than you, that have different ways of being and living and philosophies and moral compass than you. So what are we going to do with that? That's a fact. How do we coexist? And I believe it all starts with understanding that we are all human beings first and foremost, and we all want the same things. We want to be able to live our life, do what we want to do, protect our families, feed our families, have families, have health, and have love. So we all want that. If you don't want that, please email me at tribe at mawaiatribe.com. I would love to hear from you. And I'd be curious. I want to hear what you want if you don't want any of those things. We all want safety and security, but yet we perpetuate violence. We condone violence. We speak violence, but we want security and safety. Come on, y'all. You know, we got to make it make sense. There has to be a better way of living. And I'm just one person with, with the perspective. I would love to hear from you if you have thoughts on this. Because the more conversations we have about surrounding what we can actually do, like actual solutions and not ego and not just wanting to hear ourselves talk, have it, have it, um, having healthy humblings, not trying to be the loudest in the room or thinking that you're the only person that has the right answer. We need to have more conversations that's geared towards the future, a realistic future, a future that obviously will include all of us of differing ways of living. Now, I definitely have ideas, but I'm not going to say them here because I want to talk to somebody about this. I want somebody I want somebody to have a dialogue about this, you know? But at the end of the day, something radical has to happen to bring us together. There has to be a major pivot in the way that we live. There has to be a major paradigm shift, a major perspective shift. And I don't know how that's, I don't know if that's gonna even happen or how that will happen, but instead of trying to get overwhelmed with the big picture, start with yourself. I start with myself. I'm constantly just open, constantly with the belief that I don't know anything so that I'm able to make space for learning. Because if you start with the premise that you know, already know, then you're, you don't have any room to learn and you've already lost. So, start with yourself, y'all. I guess that's, that's the only place to start. If you're listening to this, you're meant to hear this, start with yourself on the, the small ways that you bring love into this world. 
the small ways that you bring understanding into this world. When you see somebody that you don't like or you don't agree with, their way of living, their way that they present themselves, make space for them. Because all it takes is one rabbit hole for you to dive into, for you to become as extreme as the guy that commit, as the people who commits these acts of violence. So make space for people in your everyday life. If it doesn't affect you personally, then it's not about you and it doesn't concern you and it really doesn't need your negativity or your judgment. Keep that to yourself and really try to transmute it because you are no better than somebody that actually physically carries it out. I'm sorry. Like, you're not. And when I do it too, if I have a judgment um, or if I hold some type of resentment or hatred in myself, I'm no better than somebody who actually physically takes it out because I'm one rabbit hole away from doing the same thing if I'm not careful, right? So the only difference between a person that holds it in their heart and in their thoughts and somebody actually carrying out violence is um, a community that perpetuates that, that encourages that. That's, that's one click away on the internet. So practice this, practice accepting people. If you need help with this on what this looks like, I have a YouTube video um, about appreciating uniqueness. And I even have a, a podcast episode about appreciating uniqueness. That's not just aesthetics. That's every aspect because everybody is unique in some capacity. If you can make space for other people, you make space for yourself and it becomes a positive feedback loop. If you can't make space for other people, then make space for yourself in all your different facets. That hatred that you have in your heart, that resentment, that the grudge that you won't let go of. Follow the steps. Acknowledge it. Don't try to stuff it down as unacceptable. Acknowledge that grudge. Acknowledge that hatred. Acknowledge that resentment. Acknowledge that anger. Then try to understand it. Why is it coming? Where is it coming from? Why is it there? How did it come to be? Because it didn't just show up. Then you make space for it and you have an outlet for it in a healthy way. Journal it out. Get it out of your body. Allow it to fully express itself emotionally and energetically. And you will find that that low vibrational emotion eases up. It lightens up. And this is permanent shifting. This is not a temporary band-aid. Because you've done profound work on the internal level. And if everybody did this with the parts of themselves that they do not like, I'll be really curious to see how this manifests on the outward level. And not by just some magic though the universe does, in my premise, in my opinion, respond energetically to wherever you are. But it's also practical and grounded. You won't treat people the way you used to treat them if you deal with that anger and that resentment. 
you wouldn't have it in you because you have more compassion for yourself, thus making it more uh, easy to have compassion for others because you see yourself in them. And now that you've made, and that's just regardless, that's regardless if you heal or you don't heal, you see a part of yourself in another person. And when you make space for that in yourself, then you automatically make space for that reflection in other people. And it's so much easier to love them or at least to coexist with them. But don't resist the love either. It's okay to love. It's okay to connect. It's okay to appreciate people who are different from you. It's okay to be open. It's safe to do so if we all do this work but it's safe to do it within yourself. It is safe. So there might be some mantras that you can say when you're going through this work, when you're doing the quote unquote work <laughs> that people keep talking about. One of them has to do with safety. When you're going through these tough emotions and you're really putting your light of consciousness on it and you're really wanting to feel it fully, Tell yourself, I'm safe right now. It is safe to feel. It is safe to see you. It is safe to feel you, to hear what you have to say. Is it safe for you to express yourself? I'm here. I'm not going to abandon you. And you're talking to yourself. You're talking to that emotional side of you that needs your attention that inner child that has been longing and crying out for you. You can really do some transmuting if you take time to do the inner work. So start today, y'all, start today. There's no time to waste. Things might just keep ramping, it, ramping up and all you can do is control yourself. Don't let these stories get you all emotional because that's when you want to retaliate. That's when you want to fight fire with fire. And we all logically know that that does not lead to anything good for anybody. Innocent people get caught, uh, caught in the crossfire of your rage. So I'm not really sure with this guy who or anybody who wants to start racially or gender-motivated violence or sexual orientation-based violence, but they create enemies. And then those enemies attack innocent people. And then, then more uh, enemies attack innocent people. And it just never ends. But we have to have it end because this is what we've been doing for centuries. We've been doing this way too long, y'all. So this is a little bit of a longer episode, but I hope that y'all hear me. If you want to connect with me, um, you can always email me at Mawaya Tribe. Uh, Mawaya, or sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> tribe at MawayaTribe.com. You can follow me on Instagram at Mawaya Tribe. You can check out my YouTube um, at Mawaya Tribe. Mawaya is spelled M-Y-W-Y-A. Stands for meet you where you are. Let's just have a dialogue about honesty and where we are. 
and not some individualistic utopia because that's not realistic but if you think it is hey let's talk about it <laughs> I could be wrong and I'm okay with that so let's remove the ego and let's think about solutions do you want to be right or do you want to evolve So thank you all for listening in. Um, I'm going to be taking a little bit of a break. Um, so I won't be having an episode next week. Um, I'm just going to be working on some things. But I love you all so much. Thank you all for tuning in. And you, you all can still reach me by those two avenues at tribe.myatribe.com or follow me on Instagram. Um, you can DM me um, there and we can have a conversation. But yes, I won't have an episode next week, and um, I'll let y'all know when, when, I'm, when I'm back on, for sure. But this has been the Soul Uninhibited Podcast, and you all have a happy journey.